welcome to Mind Matters with Sandy and Kathleen. Hello everyone, how are you? Welcome back. So today we're going to talk about choosing a therapist. Absolutely, because both Kath and I get ad nauseum. Oh my God, you are so not like any other therapist I've ever been to. And they consider that to be a good thing, I should say. It's not yes. a positive, not a negative. <laughs> and it's not that there's not good therapists out there. It's just we do do things somewhat differently. Um, so... And I should say, when we delve into why we've been different, we find out that they've more often than not had what you'd call a negative or less than satisfying experience or outcome with therapists because I think now with mental health plans, people go to the doctor and they get allocated, oh, we have a psychologist that's in the centre or a local one that I refer people to, they get there and then they find that they don't relate or resonate with that with what that person does and they think that that's the only option for them. Absolutely. Like, it's like choosing anything, really. Um, you know, you go into... I can remember years and years ago, I was looking for a karate school and I actually walked into several places to pick up the vibe, so to speak, and... All the rest, and there were ones that I just didn't resonate with. So I fortunately picked somewhere that worked very well when I was there for a lot of years. But um, it's the same with um, mental health, is that you have to resonate. It, there's, because it's such an incredibly personal sort of area. So if you're literally not resonating or if you feel like you're on the program where the therapist sits down and sort of goes oh well we're going to do a six-week program and we're going to work through a b c d and they don't vary from it um which is probably where kath and i sit is mm. that we often get people walking and going i just felt like i was a number felt like i was a number and they didn't understand my situation i actually i had a conversation with a friend the other day who has a child with a very complex um, genetic condition and this is a lifelong life-threatening condition and it's very very difficult to manage and it's caused her to experience quite severe anxiety and she was telling me about an experience she went to see a therapist and all the therapist wanted to do was talk about her parenting skills and she said it was like she, this, this lady had a program. She just wanted to run me through. This is what you need to do. And, and rather mm. than listening to the situation and how adaptable my friend needs to be to cope with what is a really, it is a real threat that her child could die quite easily from something that would not affect a normal individual, that rather than, than saying, okay, how can we give you strategies to work with anxiety? She was focusing on her parenting skills. Okay. How, yeah. How's this? Like for the broad spectrum of what what we're, we're trying to say, and I know Kath's had this as well, is that we got, get people that sit in front of us and go, oh, my God, it feels like the first time anyone's ever heard me. Ever heard what I've had to say? And she said that when she left this appointment, this 45-minute appointment, she felt more frustrated, less understood. Not from Kath, from the other therapist. from the other therapist, <laughs> even the other one. That she'd left that, um, that appointment and as she walked out, the only thing that the therapist was focusing on was getting her in for another appointment. Mm. And she said, you know, you need to go out there and book another appointment. And she said, I just, as I turned behind, I waved my hand over my head and just went, yeah, catch you later. 
that's that's just a sign that that you've gone to somewhere. It doesn't mean that you give up on all therapy and all therapists are going to be the same and everybody's going to you know have that outcome. It's a sign that what you need to do is find somebody that that is going to give you what it is that you need to make the changes you need so that you can live a, a more well-rounded life. And it's not that there's, you know, there's amazing therapists out there, just oh. fantastic, you know, in so many different fields. But as, you know, as I said, you know, we so often get it where they go, oh, my God, it's the first time I feel like I've ever actually been heard. And I'm pretty sure Kath has had this before. I have never, ever, ever been able to tell anyone that before. Oh, yeah. You know, where you sit, they'll sit down and, and because it is like the cone of silence, we're both, both bound by um, ethical legislation on where we can't share things. Um, but the thing is that what I'm saying is you need to be aware when you're picking a therapist, when it's someone that you, you resonate with, that you can trust, that you connect with. And it has to be fairly soon on within that first session. If you're not getting that you can sit with them and know that that's someone you can work with and it doesn't matter what field of mental health that we're talking about then you're with the wrong person so you're not there to tick a box no you're not there exactly. to say i've been to 10 sessions of therapy with this therapist i should be fine now because yeah. you've done it if you're not getting what you need out of it if you're not progressing if you don't feel that there's changes if you're not coming back to the next session with questions yeah or you're not, or you're feeling better from the session you go oh wow i got so much mm. out of that you know because obviously different people are going to get different things but exactly if you you're like i have most of my clients i'm pretty sure kath okay is that we get you know oh, i'm so excited about coming back yeah they do you know? yeah they yeah. do people are addicted to sandy's hypnotherapy chair as we've <laughs> mentioned before that they want to be in the chair in the chair but I think, and a lot of that, yeah, talking about what it is that you, you need to talk about. And, and often people come into therapy thinking, I'm here for this. And they think they've got a specific idea in mm. mind. And then with conversation, they realise that there's something else going on altogether or something else comes to the surface. You need to be able to explore that. And we, we've heard both of us have had clients that have come through that have said, like we went for this person, they go, we do a six-week program. I've had family therapy people come through mm. that have said the same thing, that they, you know, if you follow this this step-by-step -step guide that at the end of this process, this is where you're going to be, and it doesn't fit for them. I'll give you an example. Is And a lot of times, believe it or not, I don't even get people in the chair. Sometimes it's not appropriate. No, it's not so, you know, I will sit and we do counselling sessions and uh, but as an example, very early on, about probably eight or nine years ago, I had a gentleman come in to me and he was wanting to become a non-smoker. And I said, you know, and you know, the average, I can only do averages because people think hypnotherapy, you get hit by a magic stick. It is not like that. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try, but, but it's up to the individual. But um, he was with me. Now, I would say on average, I usually do about five or six sessions with 
someone that's wanting to become a non-smoker. Which we'll talk about that process in a further podcast because yeah. people don't understand. They think it's a one-hit wonder. Yeah. yeah, and that's just not what it is. Not for me, anyway. Not for my clients. Um, anyway, so he came in and we did the first... And as I said, this is about eight years ago that this happened. And he was with me for 12 months, hmm. Okay. Because there was so much more there. And throughout, I, like, we did, never lost focus. Neither has particularly lost focus of why he was there. You know, because he wanted to become a non-smoker. And, you know, but 12 months later, he actually became a non-smoker. But it took that long. Mind you, that, I, and I do fully admit, that is an extreme case. I don't... That, yeah, don't expect yeah. that if you come here that it's, it's going to take 12 months for you to stop smoking. No. But, but it depends. Sometimes you will get those cases where there's yeah. so it's such a complex case and there's so much going on that it might be that you need to unpick some of the other things before you can get to that. It, and that's what I mean about picking a therapist, you know, because this whole podcast we're trying to get, it's like becoming empowered. Like we want you guys to be empowered on how you... Pick someone that's right for you. You know, it's, um, you know, you walk in and it, the gentleman that I'm talking about could have gone to someone else and they would have got the six-week program, it all failed and he's pushed out the door. Um, it, it's, I don't know, we just don't do that. And so that's what, that's what we're both trying to reiterate is when you're picking someone to work with, and it doesn't matter whether it's anxiety, depression, um, eating, smoking, motivational, yeah, look, whatever. whatever, whatever you walk in with, you've got to be sitting with the right person. If you don't get it in the first session, don't keep going. Is I really believe yeah. don't. If you leave, if you're there feeling uncomfortable, if you're there feeling like you're not going to get to move forward. I mean, like the first session, obviously, you go through a lot of things. Mm. Like the, the intake form that Sandy runs is quite long, mm. um, and it does take a while to do that because we need to know these things. But at the same time, you are still building a relationship while all of that is going on, and there's conversation and, and so on around around life. So if you're not feeling comfortable, you feel like I don't want to share this with this person. Actually, here you go. What it is, I, and it's interesting sitting chatting about like what we're doing now is that I know when I'm sitting there um, in that first session, so I do an initial session that usually lasts about two hours, and within that, there's a huge amount of interchange between my client and myself mm. because I want to know that they know they can trust me as much as I can trust them. So it's not just one way. Mm. It's not you're in a process as a therapist, and I don't know whether this is where I know Kath and I work really, really similarly. Is that we're in process with that person? We're no better than them. We're no worse than them. We are people in that process with them. We're not. Um, so we're, we're not sitting across yeah. a desk going. Oh, A, B, C. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, that, it's, we're, there's a we're real... not sitting here going, we've got everything worked out and if you just listen to everything that I say right here, you'll be fine. We more say, okay, this is how, you know, and mm. we're, we're people, we're humans. We've lived for decades and mm. 
and seen many things and done many things. Have we always gotten it right? No, we admit that. Mm. We're quite, and, and if we get something wrong, we admit that too. Yeah. And I think that that's what we try and instill in our clients as well, is that we don't expect people to be perfect. We're not running everybody through here in this perfect process to make you a perfect human being. You're going to be human. That's right. And it's how we then process the world. But, you know, sort of getting back to what it is, is that feel, that flow, that uh, that interchange that happens, it's incredibly intimate. Mm-hmm. Even for us as the therapists, that's an incredibly intimate, personalised process that happens within a session. And often I think, um, personally, I think that that's why we have a huge amount of Success. I don't know mm. whether you'd call it success, but happy people. And, and happy ongoing people. regular yeah. clients as yeah. well. Because I think that's another, like, I feel like I know, when I've had clients that have been in hospital for various reasons, not just mental health reasons, and I've been called upon to consult or to meet as part of a multidisciplinary team, I've always felt well, like... big words there. Don't ask me to spell it. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I have sat in rooms where I've felt like, and I've been around a table and there might be people that have had five days, ten days, weeks, weeks sometimes with with my client and I've thought nobody else at this table really understands them like I do. Yes. Because, and I feel like I become part of their life. They are part of my life. They're part yes. of what I do here and that I would like to think that I could speak on behalf of my client a lot of time and get their best interest at heart. And, and I have to say, I've never had, I've, I've gone into them, see my client after meetings and said, look, this has come up and mm. I've suggested this on your behalf. Not one time have they ever said to me, you've gotten that wrong. They've all gone, thank you. Oh, thank you. you. I feel go. like you've got my back. And that's what you need to get out of a therapist. Yeah. And that, I know I keep coming back to us, but um, that's what we do when we do couples therapy is because each of our couples has one of us. So, mm. And so even when there's the joint session, because we do separate sessions with each of our clients, then we'll do a joint session with both of us there, is that that client, that person, I don't even want to, that person that's sitting knows that they're fully supported by mm. us and that we get and understood. them. And we understood. We get them. We want to, it's not, because I, and I know that, I'll be working with someone, I go, hang on, just hang on. I don't know if I'm fully getting it because I really need to, when, as a good therapist, not only do you take your own shoes off, so to speak, you've got to be able to take your shoes off and then put your feet into their shoes. It's not about, and then walk their walk. It's not about perceiving what I think I know. I've really got to, peel it back Mm. into going okay that's and so if I'm not perceiving or feeling what they're feeling I've I've missed something so often I'll have to rework it and I know Kath does the same too so in saying that and bringing it back to what this particular podcast is about it's the same for you if you're sitting there and you go man this is comfortable this is there's a great deal of information flow I feel that I may not know where it's going because we're not doing the the magic wand thing here but I feel supported I feel that I can share I can feel that I can grow and it's and as I say it's not just us there are some amazing amazing therapists out there but there are 
too many that are just, you know, just sort of sit back and tick boxes, which is not great. Or they say, I specialise in, you know, cognitive behavioural therapy and they mm. won't deviate from that and they'll have every client do mm. CBT when they come through the door and that doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, and exactly. I can't. I haven't used CBT in anyone in a while. I, I think did. About, I used CBT last week. Oh, I'm just boasting. <laughs> yeah, it's been used it last week. But we don't always use because we we go to our bank of knowledge and skills mm. and abilities, and we draw from that bank to give you our client what it is that they need. So if if you are going to therapy and you've got somebody that is trying to pigeonhole you into one type of therapy, and you feel that that's not taking where you need to go. This is your life. This is your, you know, your mind matters. Mm. And yeah, if so it's not working, you find somebody else that's going to do that. It's like interviewing someone for a job. Yeah. Really. And do you know, and it's not always agreeing. Like you don't, like I don't ever look for my clients mm. to be in full agreement with me. We're not pandering to you. That's the other no, thing I was going to say too. If you think yeah. that you come in and you're not going to need to work, that's another thing altogether. We work, <laughs> but we find a way for you to work within a semi-comfort zone sometimes you you need to come out of that comfort zone to be able to move forward but we want you in a comfortable working environment for you to be able to move forward do we question you will we tell you at times will we you know give you the tilt of the head to the side and the raised eyebrow and say because i'm a great one for analogies you know you got that kerosene you're squirting <laughs> it on the fire you know how's that working for you mm. we are very upfront we're very honest and we're very truthful Mm. But that comes from the pl- the fact that we work in an environment where our clients are comfortable and to talk, and to be themselves. Yeah, and we've built enough trust with the person that we're sitting with to know that we can go there and they feel okay because they know that they're not being attacked, they're not being criticised, they know like it's... Or manipulated. Or manipulated, any of those sort of things. But there's times that you... I know... In fact, we just had a bit of a chat with... Uh, one of our, one of our clients, clients, yeah. We just had a, a, um, a conference call with one of our clients who... He, and he said he said um, that Sandy's the hard one. He said, she's the hard one. And I said, well, I'm, I'm just the good one. I'm the well-behaved one. That's not true. It's just that I perhaps approach... I do exactly the same work, but I might word it slightly differently. And he finds Sandy's wording to be hard and mine to be... Not as harsh, but the, another person might find it to be the other way around. And yeah. we're not—we're not yelling, we're not raising our voice, we're not being nasty. There's no name calling, there's nothing like that. But it's just—and um, even in that, then we flipped, and he said, "Oh, see, there you go, Sandy. You're much better." <laughs> he was happy, but I know. I think my clients know that I think that they're on the wrong path when I say the words. And how has that worked out for you? Because <laughs> that's generally—that's um, a good indication that I don't necessarily. Um, agree with what they're doing but it's i make them think about it we yeah think because it. it may be that it's right for them but kath and i do the same is that i will ask the person to really think about mm. where they're going with that train of thought if that is going to be another analogy because i work all in that field as well too as you can imagine you know which path are you going to take where's that going to lead you all that sort of but you know, I keep refocusing on why we're doing this particular podcast and it mm. is about how your mind, your emotions, all of that are absolutely paramount when you're sitting down and choosing a therapist. Mm. Um, is the most expensive one the best? Not necessarily. No. 
is it got to do with location? Well, like it's always good to have someone that's conveniently located, but if you need to travel 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes further to get somebody that is going to give you the outcome that you need, is it worth that time? I, yes. You know, the, the furthest client that I ever had, Kath, was mm. over in East Africa. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so Sandy does a lot of video work. She does Zoom work. So we do Zoom and Skype work and yeah. phone work and things, although we prefer to do Zoom and, and Skype work so we can see each other. Yes. Although at times, like the, the call that we just had before, it just wasn't possible, so we needed to do it over the phone. We do it. We're adaptable mm. because not everybody is 10 minutes down the road mm. and you don't need to be in in 2019 you do not need to be 10 minutes down the road to connect with a therapist but i i i have clients that travel easily i'm just trying to think there's been ones that have traveled two hours quite comfortably to get to to me Mm. um and likewise there's people that you might have been seeing face to face for a period of time and then they travel Mm. for work for pleasure or whatever it is that doesn't mean that you're not supported and therapy stops Mm. so that's another thing too that you need to find a client because we often get questions uh do you work after hours do you do this because not everybody is available to come to an appointment at 10 o'clock on a thursday morning no and some people my last client today is seven o'clock at night yeah and that's a Zoom session. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Zoom session, we're fine. As long as you're happy with us in our pyjamas and a cup of tea, that's fine. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, just mute um, the lighting. <laughs> seven o'clock at night. That tells you a lot about our personalities. <laughs> we're rocking and rolling. But, um, yeah, so thinking about, you know, we're hoping that people that are listening to this podcast that may have gone out and, and sought out therapy in the past, whether that be two weeks ago, 10 weeks ago, 20 years ago, that went, that didn't work for me. It wasn't like what I expected it to be. Don't turn away from it. Look for somebody else because there are countless different options and and things available to you now. And mental health is important. It is really, really important. And it might be something really complex. It might be something straightforward. You might not even know what it is Mm -hmm. when you come through those. You might not be turning up here. We don't expect people to come in and sit across from us and go, this is my problem and I need you to fix it. Sometimes no. people just need to go, I don't know, something doesn't feel, feel right. right. I don't feel yeah. right. I don't feel like I should. I like can't got, get on with I things. Or yeah, God, something's blocking know. me, whatever it is, that you, know, that you can find someone that you can discuss it. Often people do head to their GP about it. Sometimes that's a great option. Sometimes with GPs being so overloaded the way it is now, it's not necessarily yeah, the best option. Others. They can be sort of in and pushed out. Sometimes people have had a really trusted GP for 20 years and that person retires and they're trying to find somebody else and they just feel like they're, they're left at sea. Likewise with, and we've brought this up before, I think, people that are caring for somebody that has a complex mental health or medical issue, they may be very focused on getting that person what they need, but they're not focusing on getting what they need mm. as well. So that's another thing to keep in mind when you're selecting a therapist, just because you've got, say, for argument's sake, a relative that you're looking after in therapy to someone, does that mean that you need to go to therapy to that person? Can if you want to, but you can look for another alternative. So be I, open. To overwhelm it. is it? It's a lot of people are in overwhelm. Overwhelm, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And it's, it can be really, really sudden for some people that they don't recognise it. It can be that they've never been overwhelmed before in their life, and all of a sudden they feel it, and it could be for a variety of reasons. It could be for something that they deem to be quite small yeah but it's not you know because obviously it's put them into overwhelm yeah but as Kath said and I've just reiterated is that you know just if you've had you know not the best outcome from a therapy 
and you're sitting in a space that something's happening and you know that it would be good to find someone that you can talk to and feel supported with, keep looking because there are some great therapists out there. Just go in, be open uh, that it may not be the best experience, but keep looking because there are fantastic mm. therapists out there. Um, if you find a man doesn't suit you, go with a woman, da da da, there's, you know, yeah. that as well. Because some people think, oh, I'd only relate to a male therapist. And they might find that they don't relate. It could be that they don't relate to that male therapist. It could be that they need a female therapist. Mm. It could be a variety of different things. So don't give up if you've had, even if you've had half a dozen. Yeah, keep going yeah, until keep you find going. someone. If you need to be supported, if you need assistance with mental health, don't stop. There will be somebody out there that you will relate to and resonate with. You just need to find them. I know one of my long-term clients, I remember her saying that she'd been through something like three or four psychiatrists, mm. know, half a dozen psychologists, and she said to me, you're the first person that's gotten me. And a few weeks later when I, I called her out, I said, I am aware, I want you to be aware that I'm aware that you're currently trying to manipulate me. And she went, wow. Yeah, she I said, know. I've manipulated every therapist I've ever had and you're the first one that's ever said anything. And I'm, that's because her and I worked well together. Yeah. So it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, it certainly is. Anything else you think we need no, to No, just keep going, guys. There, there are people out there and they are fantastic. Um, just, you know... See if you work well together and, you know, get help if you need mm. help. And even if it's just as what you consider, oh, I'm just not feeling great, I can't put my finger on it. Sometimes, the, you know, just finding someone that you can sit down, you know, and have a chat with is... An impartial incredible. third party. Yeah. Call it yeah. An impartial third party that's there for your benefit, not for benefit of anything else absolutely so keep going guys and hopefully um we'll back back and have another chat about things again for you thanks for joining us and don't forget pop over to the facebook page mind matters with kathleen and no sandy and kathleen it is (laughs) never find it if you put kathleen and sandy (laughs) don't forget to pop over there because then we will let you know about release new podcasts and various other things that will be going on so have a great day everyone bye bye